Since the day she gave me that coveted final rose, my wife, Trista Sutter, has made me a better person. If she can get me to know better, to do better, and to just all around be better, then I'm sure she can do it for you too. You're listening to Better Etc. with my wife and your host, Trista Sutter. This is Trista, and you are listening to episode 34 of the Better Etc. podcast. Today is a long time coming because I have been hearing the names of my guests today for a really long time. They're kind of little celebrities in our small mountain town because they own a store that is a hit amongst so many of my friends. And so many of my friends have been telling me I need to meet them. I need to go to the store for so long. And I finally got the chance last year before the stay-at-home orders hit. I got the chance to go in the store and fell in love with it, just like all my friends had. And recently, I got the chance to talk to them. Their names are Alexandra and Kuhn, and they own a store called Huga Life. And I wanted to talk to them all about what Huga means. It's spelled H-Y-G-G-E. And if you haven't heard of it, it's actually a word from, I believe Denmark is the area. He's from Copenhagen. I'm, I'm really bad at geography, as I mentioned in the podcast. But from that area, she visited him, or actually she didn't visit him. She went to live with him while he was continuing his grad school or his his schooling in grad school in Copenhagen. And they had fallen in love in Vail and she decided to go with him and she fell in love with the lifestyle there, how cozy it is, how welcoming, all the heart that it has. And she says on her website that she had actually found her life match because she fell in love with Candles everywhere in windows, cafes, and on every table, nooks with comfy pillows, timeless chairs, tons of great food and wine, and really, really happy people. And then she discovered that there was a word for it, because there really isn't a word for it in our English language. And when she found out there was a word for it, she said on her website that sparks went flying and she found her life match. And so her and Kuhn, when they came back to Vail, they opened a store called Huga Life. This is after they traveled around Europe in an old 1971 Opel Blitz camper van that is so cute. He actually describes it in the video on their website as having holes in the top. So whenever it rained, it would rain on them, but there were holes in the bottom. So the rain would flush out funny story. Anyway, they would sell pancakes, textiles in their happy blue bus. And they started this whole Huga life and then they brought it back to Vail, thankfully. So anyone who comes to Vail, make sure that you go to Eagle Vail and visit the Huga Life store. But it is also a store that you can visit wherever you are because it's online. It's at hugalife.com and that's H-Y-G-G-E life, L-I-F-E.com. And you can shop for tabletop stuff for candles, for blankets and throws and pillows and lots of home decor stuff. And they have great, great gifts, especially baby gifts. Oh my gosh, the baby booties are so cute. Anyway, I want to thank Alexandra and Kuhn for making this happen. There were a lot of bumps along the way in trying to get us to chat and obstacles that we had to crawl over, but we made it happen. And I'm so thankful to them for their time and sharing all about this beautiful lifestyle that they live and share with all of us through their store. Okay. In terms of Trista's takes, I wanted to give a little update. Last week, 
I I just got an email or um, actually it was on Facebook Messenger. A friend of mine from college, her name is Mickey. She reached out to me on Facebook and she said she was listening to my podcast and she reached out after knowing that I had had a hard week just to tell me that I wasn't alone. I mean, I haven't seen her in years and years and years, but it was just the sweetest message. And that's kind of why I share this stuff is because I know I'm not alone. I know that there are other people out there who feel just like I do, lost sometimes and sad sometimes and just having hard days. And even though I know I have hard days, I also have so much to be thankful for. And since then, things have gotten a whole lot better. And I actually need to give credit where credit is due. I truly think that a lot of it has to do with this medication I have been taking. I started taking it for headaches. I was having really, really bad headaches and kind of scary headaches that my doctor, who my neurologist, who I went to go see, thinks are migraines. So he put me on this medication that he said they determined was great for headaches, but it actually started as an antidepressant. It's called amitriptyline. And I wasn't taking it when I was on vacation in Charleston because of timing. It really makes me groggy and not be able to wake up. And I didn't want to take it because I wanted to be fully present and I needed to be fully present for all the activities that we had going on when we were in Charleston. So I honestly think that the amitriptyline is helping me. I've never been diagnosed with depression, but I wonder if I should have been ever. Uh, because even though I didn't experience like a cloud over me, which is kind of what I experienced when I went through a clinical depression after a surgery that I had and I reacted negatively to the antibiotics that I was taking. So I had to take steroids. And anyway, long story short, the steroids put me into clinical depression long story long, actually, I'm sorry for that, but it put me into a clinical depression. And at that point in time, I described the way that I was feeling as having a cloud looming over me. It was really a scary time. It's a time that I felt like I just could not pick myself up. And I liken that to postpartum depression that I feel like a lot of my friends or people I've heard that experienced postpartum depression, it it seemed very similar to that. Anyway, I I haven't been feeling that cloud looming over me. I'm able to, you know, put myself in a good mood around my kids and and just continue moving and going and doing the things that I need to do. But I will say I really truly believe that this medication is helping to keep that cloud from looming and from depression from kicking in whether or not I should be diagnosed with it or not. And I know that there's a stigma around that. I'm actually going to be talking to somebody that you probably all know and love if you watch The Bachelor, Ben Higgins, about his book and his story of depression. I'm really looking forward to our conversation. That episode will be coming up soon. But I know there's a stigma around it. And if I can be just one person that one of you listened to saying that you are not alone in depression and you should not feel negative in any way for having to deal with that. You are you and you are beautiful no matter what you struggle with. So I would say that this medication is truly helping me and 
I would recommend anyone who's feeling those feelings of depression to get to your doctor and discuss your options because maybe medication is something that could help you too. All right. That's my Trista's takes for the week, my little spiel. I hope you all are having a great one, and I really, truly hope that you're enjoying this podcast. And if you could, go to Apple Podcasts, click follow, go to Google or Spotify, click subscribe, and please, please, please share this with friends and family. Tell them that it's a great way to pass the time in the car or while you're folding laundry, which I tend to do, or doing dishes or you know, just chilling and want an escape from your day. So there you go. Thank you so much for listening. And now here's a little word about our incredible sponsors. We finally made it happen. (laughs) Yay. I know. Finally, we're so happy to, to talk to you. I know it's been a rough spring, I know, for you guys, and you have lots of travel and family in town, and same. It's just, and and you guys don't have kids, right? Not yet. Not yet. Anyway, I know it's a really difficult time right now, so thank you so much. It means a lot to be able to talk to you guys. So, like I think you know, I got introduced to your store, Huga Life, through friends who just think you are the bee's knees. The Lyles and Carly Newman and Heidi Brenner. I mean, they just love your store, love everything that you guys are about and brought it to my attention that I should get in ASAP. And so I went and I do I do love the store. But even more, I love your story and all that Huga Life, which is the name of your store, their store for everybody listening, all that it represents. So I'd really love to start with how you guys met and the story of how you found. And Kuhn, you grew up with this mentality, I assume. So I'd love for you guys to talk about a little bit about maybe Kuhn, how you grew up, how you guys met, and then how you came to start Huga Life. Yeah. Oh, sure. Well, I would say ladies first. So I'll let Alex, uh, take it away. <laughs> yeah. uh, so charming. So charming. <laughs> so we ended up meeting in Vail. We were both, Kuhn was in hotel school out in Amsterdam. And so he was out here doing a hotel school internship with the Sebastian. And then I had just graduated from university and was working at a nearby hotel and, you know, small town. We met at the, at the ski swap. That for everybody listening, it's this ice rink that we're at all the time because we have a hockey player in the family. It's a huge space and they have all kinds of like used ski gear and clothes. And oh my gosh, that's so funny. But you guys met there. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, So we really, we really fell in love that winter and we skied together. And I'll always remember Coons, he loves to cook. So he brought. He brought a picnic onto the mountain with like cheese and wine and did all the charming European things. And then, so we fell in love that summer. And then eventually about a year after I ended up moving to, to Amsterdam where Kuhn is from. And that's really, yeah, like you said, I think Huga and this whole concept of slowing down and um, really intentionally enjoying moments and your home and your space that really is ingrained in, in their culture. So I think Kuhn was like, oh, that's just the way we live. But for me, like finding, just exploring and kind of discovering their culture and then eventually finding 
these words like huga that describe this part of their culture that was really special to me and so that's where so huga life really started as a as a blog and kind of an exploration of cultural differences and things that i thought felt like we needed more of mm-hmm. yeah quick little yeah. uh, language note so huga is a danish word from denmark okay right so that's uh denmark copenhagen is the capital and i'm from amsterdam the netherlands Okay. Dutch. And in Dutch, we have a word similar to Hugo, which is gezellig. Okay. So that's which that. is a mouthful. Yeah. How do you spell that? Uh, it would be spelled G-E-Z-E-L-L-I-G. Okay. Gezellig. Now, doesn't perfectly translate. There's not one English word that really uh, summarizes it. but And so, uh, so, yeah, Alex was pretty intrigued that we have a word in our vocabulary with which we describe kind of like, yeah, cozier moments or places or spaces. Mm-hmm. And then after a trip to Denmark, to Copenhagen, she came back uh, to Amsterdam and she told me that the Danes were even more cozy yeah. than, uh, <laughs> than the Dutch. And they described their coziness with this word Hugo, which basically means the same. And also no perfect English translation there, but uh, uh-huh. that ended up being the, the name for the business. And, okay, is that, is all of... A- Pardon me, because my geography is horrible. But is that all considered part of Scandinavia? And well, so the Netherlands is not technically. We're just okay. below. Right, it's basically Denmark, and then uh, Finland, Sweden, Norway, and Iceland. That's technically Scandinavia. However, okay. I will say that if, like Amsterdam and Copenhagen, are two actually very familiar or uh, similar cities, I should say. You know, we mm-hmm. all ride bikes, we've got the canals, canal houses, uh, and culture and way of life is relatively similar. Yeah. And what do you think, you know, you hear that people from your area and, and that area in general, well, they're really, truly happy people. At least that's kind of what I think when I think of that region. Can you tell me if there's any kind of secret <laughs> to that? And if that's ingrained in your culture and you guys are just optimistic people or how, how was it growing up there? Well, one thing is that, um, the weather is not as sunny as it is in Colorado. So we uh, kind of have to be optimistic and yeah. <laughs> uh, think about sunshine all the time because it ain't there mm-hmm. all the time. I think Alex can attest to that as well. Yeah. Um, when she first moved to Amsterdam in December, so right in the winter, Coming and growing up in Colorado, she was like, oh, it's pretty gray. And uh, where's the sun? Like after a month, <laughs> after two months, she's like, yeah, it was, pretty, it was here. pretty depressing. But that's where Huga and Kozelified kind of comes in. Mm-hmm. Well, and then, yes, on like there's like happiness indexes of which countries are happier than others and stuff. And we usually rank pretty high. Um, and what the actual actual like secret behind that is i wouldn't know i do think it does help to actually have this word so hygge or gezellig in your day-to-day vocabulary because by Mm -hmm. using it all the time you basically you just kind of seek those moments recognize those moments and maybe make those moments more often and more frequently Mm -hmm. just by having a word to denote it as an outsider i think seeing yeah seeing it from the outside i always felt like they Europeans are really good at intentionally making moments. So really intentionally seeking out a friend and slowing down and having a cup of coffee together 
or, you know, in having people over at their homes. And so I think there is this social aspect there that really attributes to their happiness. Mm-hmm. They really are, are good about, you know, not, not rushing around or feeling too busy or working too hard, but really leaving time for family and friends and for their own health as well. Kuhn, do you think that that's changed since you've moved to the States? For you, like in terms of feeling like busy and having to do something all the time, you know, filling every moment with something. Yeah, partly, but it mainly has to do with, I guess, uh, the business that we're running. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, that's. Yeah. Uh, but you try to, we do tell ourselves as well. Um, of course, we want to practice what we preach as well, but it is, you need to make sure that you just do take a little coffee break and sit down actually, instead of gulping it down while answering emails or doing other things. Yeah. Um, and and it, don't, it doesn't, of course, it's not like hours on end of relaxing and, uh, and having a great time, but it's just small moments in your day that you can basically just install that make a difference because I think if you look back over time, then you're not going to remember many of the emails you wrote or time spent behind the computer, but yeah. maybe. And then we're lucky, of course, that we're looking out against a beautiful mountain here and we got the... So, but sitting outside with a cup of coffee and, and looking up at the mountain, those will be moments that you will remember. So I do think just little yeah. moments every day you try to need to keep going. Mm-hmm. Even if you don't drink coffee like me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, do it uh, exactly. Yeah, a coffee, <laughs> tea, or a yeah. Or, yeah, exactly. Slice just a pastry. Yeah. Slice pastry. Okay, so when I was doing my research for this, I found this article in The New Yorker. It's called The Year of Huga, The Danish Obsession with Getting Cozy. And this is in 2016. And I guess the Oxford Dictionary's 2016 word of the year was Brexiteer. But one of the finalists was Huga. And it kind of goes along with what you're saying in terms of if we could embrace this word and actually have it be part of our vocabulary maybe it could help us to be able to embrace the lifestyle and and embrace the cozy the coziness and i guess the what they um defined it as it says it was a danish term as you mentioned defined as a quality of coziness and comfortable convivality which i love that word i've never even heard that word that engenders a feeling of contentment or well-being and I mean, I just I thought that was really interesting that it was one of the words of the year. So hopefully we're going into, you know, a positive direction in terms of of embracing that lifestyle. Absolutely. Yeah, we actually we started Huga Life in 2013. And mm-hmm. I was this little, you know, this little American girl over in Amsterdam, like feeling like, oh, my gosh, I need to share this. I need to share Huga with with the world and the U.S. and was really difficult. But then in 2016, it became this massive trend. And kind of, I think a lot of us were thinking the same thing, like, oh, we need more, more huga, more, more coziness, more slowing down in our lives. And so I think a lot of us were latching on to the same thing. And then it became this really big movement that that is still continuing. Yeah. Oh, no kidding, especially with COVID. I mean, with everybody at home, you know, wanting to be cozy. Did you find that a lot of people were wanting to redo their spaces and come to the store and get stuff to redo in order to enjoy coziness at home? Yeah, I think one of our, like, we really try to source products that are 
that are timeless. So not something that, you know, you, you buy and you have on your shelf for a year. And then in a year you're like, I'm tired of this. Let's get rid of Mm -hmm. it. But we really source things from makers around the world that we, we know, and we believe in and, you know, things that we love, but all, but really timeless pieces that are well-made and should be able to last you, you know, throughout your lifetime, but also be passed on to the next generation. Yeah. And so I think a lot of, um, and that really, you know, plays off of the whole Huga mentality of being intentional about what you bring into your space and who you bring into your life. Um, so being thoughtful in that way. And I think a lot of our um, people that started to shop with us really um, were wanting to wanting to decorate their homes in that way as well and kind of invest yeah. in pieces that they truly loved and, and appreciated rather than just like kind of fast I don't know if fast home decor is a thing, but <laughs> you know, rather than just filling the shelves or walls to fill the shelves and walls, but like really thinking through it and, and, you know, putting something in your home that you truly love. Agreed. To people out there who are just hearing about Huga, how would you recommend for them to, I don't know if Huga is a verb, how do you hygge? <laughs> it is okay. So, how can people hygge and and embrace it and bring it into their home or create a space in their home or an entire home lifestyle that embraces hygge? Yeah, yeah. And what's actually fun with uh, when we talk to a lot of people in the shop as well, and by basically explaining it to people, uh, like we just did as well, a lot of people go like, oh. But then I've actually been doing huga my whole life almost. I've always been. Of yeah. course, we all make moments and and make things a bit more special or give things more attention to to create moments. Uh, but people just go, ah, I never had a word to you know denote that moment or to actually uh, term it. So it's actually a lot of people go like, oh, I've been doing huga already for a long time. So if someone walks in the store and says, Oh, tell me what what is huga? And I, I was pronouncing it wrong for at least a year or two before I heard it from multiple people. So if, if a person walks in and says, okay, tell me, give me, give me the, the elevator pitch. Give me the elevator pitch. Yeah. Well, so I would always explain that it's, uh, it's a Danish word. And so as you mentioned just now, uh, is it a verb as well? But yeah, it's a noun, verb, and adjective that they use a lot in their day-to-day language. You could uh-huh. say, I am Hugo. I am cozy, relaxed, content, happy, uh, having a good moment. You can say, let's Hugo. So, for example, oh, why don't you come over Saturday night for dinner and Hugo with us? I it love will it. Be, it will be cozy, content, happy, a good atmosphere. Uh-huh. And then they use it as an adjective as well uh, by putting L-I-G behind the word. So, Hugo Lee. Okay. Uh-huh. And, uh, for example, I hope that uh, our shop is more Hugo Lee than... Uh, another shop around but so it's cozier it has a night or let's go to this restaurant because it's more hugely than the other one um so the danes even use it to denote uh spaces places or if you would ask okay, how was the party last night oh it was very hugely it had a nice ambience atmosphere yeah and so that's usually how we kind of describe it or try to quickly explain it perfect and how, how would you tell someone who's new to it how to incorporate it into their home? Yeah, I think it is, it's important that people understand 
or no, like every, every person has a different perspective of Huga and like what mm. brings them, what brings them that feeling of contentment. Yeah. So for some, it could be having friends over for dinner and drinking a bottle of wine or just like hanging out into the evening. Um, or it could be going to a summer concert in the park, uh, and listening to music, or it could be simply just like lighting a candle and sitting in your favorite chair alone and reading a book. Uh, so I think listening, you know, to yourself and what gives you that feeling of just joy and contentment and peace. And then when bringing that into your home, I think thinking about how to make those moments even more special. So, you know, maybe you're reading Nook, you, the chair that you have there isn't really comfortable, but like, but that's your favorite part of the day and you'd rather have a comfortable space. So maybe you invest in a really comfy chair and a great side light so that those moments are even more enjoyable. Or if you're a, you know, musician or a music fanatic, and maybe like having a record player would bring you a lot of joy and huga, then, you know, bring that into your home. So think, yeah, first of all, just listening to yourself and what, what brings you that feeling. And then, and then paying attention to those moments and how you might make them more, even more huga. That's awesome. And I feel like a lot of the things that you guys have in the store are cozy. Like when we go to the Lyle's house, she has things from your store all over their home. You know, whether it's the the furry blankets or just the the couches that feel like a cloud and you smush into them and just feel cozy. I I truly, they even their dining room and chairs, and I don't know if they got all this stuff from you guys, but their dining room chairs are on wheels, but they have um, a, like a cover that's kind of like a whitish, tannish linen, you know, uh, something like that. And and you just kind of sink into them, but they have high backs so that you feel supported. You know, I feel like it's everywhere in their home. And even I feel like their dining room table is kind of like organic, you know, not a, like a forced polished wood like my dining room table. Um, but theirs is, is very... What's the word I'm looking for? Um, yeah, well, natural. Kind of nat- natural. Thank you. See, you're the experts. So I, I love visiting them and just hanging out in their house because it is very cozy. And a lot, I think a lot of their pieces, either they got them from you or they got the inspiration from you guys. I'm sure they bought them from you guys. It seems like. Or is there one thing that you guys would recommend to people besides what you just said? And I know you definitely said it very well. Maybe I'll turn to you, Kuhn, and ask you if there's one thing that you would recommend for people to do in order to live a hoogly life. Well, I really like your uh, description just now by basically just describing all of those pieces and basically coming to well, natural pieces. But materials, I think, are really important in, uh, in what products are made out of. And mm-hmm. the more natural those materials are, wood. Uh, fabric textiles of course wool um, leathers there's all these they have more coziness to them mm-hmm. i think than say a plastic chair or say uh for example um and to an extent another example i think is i think your wine will taste better from a nice wine glass than from a mug or a plastic cup might be of course times that that works but uh, I think that uh, the materials and the products that you use on your day-to-day 
uh, in your day-to-day life as well. Yeah, if you have the, if they if those can serve the moment, then yeah, that makes it nicer, cozier, more higgly. Yeah. Yeah, and actually, I'll I'll tag team on the idea of how drinking wine from a bottle or a glass is better than from a plastic cup. I actually purchased those amazing wine carriers, the wine bottle carriers from your store for Christmas gifts this year. They have a little leather handle and are suede or leather instead of giving them, you know, a plastic bag from the grocery store. And the people that I gifted them to really, really loved them. So just a little step up, you know? Yeah. And the candles I've gotten from you guys as gifts from other people. There's one that seems like a stone almost or and then you put a little those tea candles or well it's like a whitish orangish yellowish yeah, I don't know. alabaster yeah kind of alabaster candle candle holders yeah they, yes. they glow yeah. beautifully yeah so pretty so they're, I mean, yeah. it's a natural stone a natural material and yeah. we just relate well with natural materials i think and we also i think we all are pretty happy to be actually in nature whether we mm. go on a walk or a bike ride or for us, of course, ski in the winter and yeah. and such. But bringing nature inside through natural materials in your home decor is yes. kind of a way to kind of get that same feeling and mood going. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So we do believe you can kind of bring it inside as well. Oh, yeah. 100%. Okay. So this is a question that I ask all of my guests and I'll have both of you answer it. And you can answer it professionally, personally, whatever you'd like. I just, I like to get people's answers to this because I feel like people can relate to all of my guests, you know, because we're all normal people, you know. How do you plan on being better tomorrow? And you, either of you can go first. It doesn't matter. I would say, I think for me, I would like to take life a little bit less seriously and just try to be more have more fun in my day-to-day life and not mm-hmm. um you know not not take everything seriously not stress over work so much or you know relationships friendships but just be a, you know not take on the stress but be more lighthearted mm. yeah i could do that too right <laughs> yeah for me i think i would answer by always Try to remember or remember to indeed make those little moments in your day. Because I myself also forget sometimes and do drink my coffee behind the computer. But it's uh, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> try to remember, focus on making a few of those moments throughout the day, whether it's sitting down for a coffee, for a meal, even I think super important as well to just take your time and, and eat. And just try to remember to do that because because those little moments do matter. Yeah, they they certainly do. And I think it's quality over quantity, you know, which I need to remember because I am a huge multitasker as a mom and, you know, full time employee of lots of different things. You know, it's it's hard to slow down and, and take in those moments. But that's what life is all about. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay, so where can people find you? I know you mentioned the blog, that it all started with the blog. Where can people find the blog and, and of course, the store and anything else that you guys want to direct our, our listeners' attention to? Yeah, so you can find our blog and our online store at hugalife.com. And how do you spell that? 
H Y G G E L I F E dot com. And then, of course, if you're in the Vale area, you can stop by our shop and our cafe just in, in between Vale and Beaver Creek in uh, the community of Eagle Vale. Perfect. And are you guys on social? We are. Yeah. You can find us on Instagram just at Huga Life. And then we're on, on Facebook as well. Great. And got the shop and cafe open uh, Tuesday through Saturdays, 10 to 5. Perfect. Uh, Sunday, Monday, we try to Huga ourselves a little bit. I was going to say, is that also something? Because I know that when I'm in Europe, usually it's, or Mexico, even just trying to get used to their culture's hours, you know, because I feel like in America, everything's open all the time. And if it's not, you're like, ah, why isn't anything open? So is, how is it back in your country um, in terms of work and when things are open? Is that what you follow the Tuesday through Saturday? Yeah, it's well, it's very normal to just have a five day work week in order because you need those two days to kind of reset and uh, and do some uh, more fun things as well. Um, so that could be Monday for Friday or then for us, because Saturday, uh, we think it's really nice for people to be able to enjoy the shop and the cafe. So we do it. We close Sunday, Monday. But yeah, for another example, like a lot of our suppliers in the Netherlands or in Denmark, if you don't get an email in before 4 p.m. on Friday afternoon, their time, you're definitely not going to see a reply until Monday morning, 9 uh, a.m. So yeah, that's uh, right. There's just no emailing on the weekend. It's yeah, I think it's a fun example of um, yeah, and it's a it's a you can always work, you can always work more, but yeah, it's also a good thing. Uh, I think it's a good thing to set some boundaries and say five days a week is more than enough. Yeah. Yes, no kidding. I need to do that. <laughs> I feel like all of us. Oh, oh never. I don't get a, as much sleep as I need, but need to, but you know, that's okay. I'm I'm still learning every day, learning every day, you know. Exactly. <laughs> okay, great. Thank you so much, guys. Thanks so much for listening today. I truly appreciate each and every one of you, and I hope that this episode has allowed you to become a better version of yourself in some small or even a big way. Please head to wherever you listen to your podcast and click subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. Also, head on over to the ratings and give us a five-star rating. But also, if you could write a review, that would be amazing on whatever you have enjoyed listening to and what you would like to hear of more. If you enjoy these episodes, or even if you think somebody else might enjoy them, please pass it on to a friend or a family member. To find me, you can go to Instagram at Trista Sutter or Facebook at Trista Sutter fan page. Thank you so much again. Have a great day.